1: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have to admit something. I think this is the very first time where I'm really, really, really excited that it's a Friday. It's been a heck of a week for all of us, and I think we need a little break. What do you say? I think we need to take a... I think that we need to prepare just a little bit for our uh, Voice of Reason meditation. What do you say? Shall we do that? Let's do a little Voice of Reason meditation, shall we? Yeah, there we go, alright. Namaste, my friends. Welcome into a Friday Broadcasting Live right here out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on the Big uh, big Talker KQAM is our flagship station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming and uh, podcasting. We have a lot to get to today. Uh, just to let you know, we are still not broadcasting on Facebook Live for some reason is they are not liking what we're doing, and I just don't understand why, but it's probably just because you know they think we're a bunch of right-wing radical jerks. But you, what do you do? So we are not broadcasting live on Facebook. However, we are on radio TV. Uh, we are live streaming on Facebook Live, not Facebook, but YouTube, and Twitter, it looks like, are the only two that are actually working. Parlor obviously, still down, which is really weird. You can also go to the website at reason.com, and we do have it up there as well, but you can leave a comment or email me however you'd like to do it. I want to jump right to our guest today because I want to keep it informational, yet I want to be able to keep it somewhat lighthearted and entertaining today, and this guest, I was really, really excited to have him on a couple of days ago, and we just had a limited time, just a few minutes with him, so we had to get it back on, and he's going to be on with us for the full hour today, which I really appreciate because I think this is going to be one of the most important conversations that we could be having at this time as we look to rebuild after last year, after the... Hurt where the Republicans essentially lost the U.S. Senate, where Republicans lost the House of Representatives. We gained seats, we did well, but we still lost. Now, we have to remember Republicans have the majority of state legislatures across the nation. Republicans have the governorships across the nation for the most part. So we still did well. Everything wasn't all doom and gloom and bad. However, at the federal level, we're going to be having to fend off a lot of garbage now. You got to remember now, this is the guy that's going to be potentially the president by next week. And if we do, and
0: I'm sure we can. We can proclaim the (laughs) palmist with the palmist who wrote these following words. The Lord is my strength and my shield.
1: Yeah, we also have to deal with the side that believes in things like this. I am told this is a garbage
0: disposal.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, that's the welcome. That's the majority party right now. How did we get to this point? How did we get to those individuals being the great leaders of this nation? Because they're not leaders. They have no—they don't even remember what the color red is. And I don't mean that in a, as a personal attack. I guess I do a little bit. But at the same time, I'm concerned because we have a lot of individuals. There was a video floating around that I saw today that I thought was kind of entertaining where it was a guy going around a camp, college campuses and reading quotes and saying, hey, uh, I just want your reaction here. I want to read these quotes. I want your immediate response from these. And it was every one of the Joe Biden quotes, but he was saying these are clips from Donald Trump, and it was the uh, poor kids are just as bright as white kids, and I like kids sitting on my lap, and uh, you can't walk into a 7-Eleven without having a slight Indian accent. All these ridiculously absurd comments. And they ask, you know, what's your comments from these? Oh, my gosh, these are absolutely terrible. These are the most racist comments I've ever heard in my entire life. They're absolutely horrendous. No one should ever be in leadership that would ever make comments like this. Of course Donald Trump would say something stupid like that. And then the host would say, okay, well, what if I told you that these are actually Joe Biden clips? Well, you know, he makes a lot of gaffes, but he's still way better than Donald Trump. It's nuts how the other side of the aisle justifies their actions just because it's on their side of the aisle. Politics has gotten so divisive that we can agree that something's really, 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 really bad unless it's on their side of the aisle, then it's, oh, my gosh, well, it's not really that bad because your side's really worse. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about racial issues, doesn't matter whether we're talking about tax issues, doesn't matter whether we're talking about constitutional issues. You know, we can't call in the National Guard to say, oh, hey, there's a lot of crazy radicals burning down buildings right now in, uh, you know, an autonomous zone in Seattle, Washington, where Antifa felt like going in and taking over. We can't call on the National Guard there because that's a summer of love. They're just trying to uh, uh, fight against the system, man. But conservatives go to the Capitol, and now we're considered domestic terrorists. It's always do as we say, not as we do, and it's a very odd world. So I want to talk about all this and more with our guest today. I'm excited to have him on. He is the CEO of the New Journey packet You can find them at NewJourneyPAC.org. Uh, we had him on just a few days ago, but I'm excited to have back on here Autry Pruitt with us here. Autry, how are you, my friend?
0: I'm um- so glad to be on board again.
1: Yeah, it's so good to have you on, and I appreciate you setting aside a whole hour with us here because last time was just way too short. We were on, uh, I mean, just a little tease of what we can do as a conservative movement, as a Republican Party, to rebuild, to move forward. I mean, we have some serious issues in this nation, and we need to do it in the mass amount of numbers by waking people up, don't we?
0: Yes, we certainly do, and we need to do that by being on the ground, shaking hands and embedding in the communities, all communities, black communities, Asian communities, white communities. Because many individuals that don't vote for conservative candidates feel they don't know any. Yeah. We had, we have a, I, I won't name her name, we have uh, a lady in our office um, who uh, had said to me, "Audrey." I, you know, I knew maybe a couple Republicans, or at least those that were willing to admit it. I had no idea and our organization uh, interfaces with a lot of Republicans, particularly uh, of different stripes. And 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 she said, I have no idea that Republicans felt like this, or that that's, that this was diverse, or diverse. She, she she was amazed. She was absolutely amazed at the work. Uh, that we do that's non-political. how charitable we are, sure. how full of help and joy that we are. And that is only because of one reason. We're not where the people are. And you can tell that by what happened with this impeachment. right?
1: No, absolutely. You are absolutely right. And and, I mean, just going down, as you mentioned, going down to the basic conservative values, it's really hard because uh, I mean, conservatives are more like you, you just go do you, let me do me. And you know, whether I agree with your lifestyle, whether I agree with your politics or your religion or your whatever, you know, you just go do you, let me go do me. And we're just so kind of closed off of leave me alone, which makes it very difficult to uh, joining large mass numbers and to be able to rally because we don't like large groups of mass numbers and we always end up fighting amongst each other, which is why Republican Party always ends up being in the shooting squad against each other as opposed to going after the progressives. Because we're so individualized, but at the same time in a community, you ask a conservative to help out or do something and they are the most charitable because they realize that when each individual is succeeding and doing well, then the community succeeds as a whole, doesn't it?
0: That That is absolutely correct. Let me give you let me give you a great illustration that I've been talking about. This whole concept with Twitter and Facebook and canceling and censorship, Republicans, if you, if you look at the Republican talking class, they keep talking about First Amendment, free speech, First Amendment, free speech. What the heck are you talking about? Most Americans, sad to say, don't know the First Amendment from the Third Amendment. They have no clue. <laughs> Right? They don't know that the free speech is one of the things in the First Amendment. Right? right? So the way we need to be talking about this is how it really affects people's lives. The fact that when Amazon shuts off parlor and doesn't give 30 days notice, that there are 52 families with average of four people each working for parlor. Are they now on unemployment because Amazon decides they don't happen to like the ideology? That's the winning argument. We conservatives spend a lot of times with charts and graphs, and uh, we need to talk about people. Don't I don't want to hear anything about the First Amendment because, frankly, guess what? We've proven that when you talk about the First Amendment, nobody cares. But when the even when the founding framers talked about this stuff publicly and they wrote about it, they wrote about people. Mm-hmm. People, think about the think about the preamble. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union. Yeah, It starts with we. It, it starts with people. It doesn't start with the First Amendment. That's why the Declaration of Independence talks about when it becomes necessary. Right? I, it, we have to talk about people. And what's upsetting me so much about the Republicans, not only are we not engaging, but even even now I'm watching Fox News and I still see these yahoos say free speech, free speech, free speech. Yeah. You need to talk and say, what happens when your boss, when your boss decides they support somebody? They just support somebody else, somebody who happens to be president, who 75 million people voted for, by the way. And all of a sudden, you don't have a job anymore because Amazon has ripped the servers away.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I mean, we do need to get and I I fall into that so much. I think conservatives do too much. I mean, I'm a very analytical kind of person. Look, when we're like, hey, your tax rate's going to go up, dummy, because, you know, look at these percentage rates where it's going to increase by two percent. And we talk about a two percent tax increase and we talk about a, a budget increase. And now people are starting to catch on on their own without because you're right. I don't think the message is being spread as it needs to be when they start saying, wait a second. I'm frustrated. I need to go to my social media and talk to peers that are around me that actually understand and try to congregate. Oh, wait, I can't now. And while some of the mainstream media is not talking about it because they're just saying the word freedom of speech, uh, others are starting to actually get it with a firsthand experience. And this is an opportunity for conservatives to really bring that emotional side, uh, which I I, got to admit, I don't like progressive values. Democrats do so well talking about emotion that wins over so many people. It's about Donald Trump that, bad, orange man bad. It's about we're going to take care of you. We need to give you universal health care. We need to give you income. We need to raise the minimum wage. And, and that stuff brings an emotional argument of, wow, that's going to
0: help me, which is why they have such a large base. We don't do that. That's, that's why they were so upset and so determined to expunge the orange man, to expunge Donald Trump. Because when Donald Trump came down the escalator, right, he's a real estate guy. At the end of the day, real estate is one of the most intimate things you do, residential real estate, because you're selling someone the place they are going to be, or you're going into their home. I, used, I came from the real estate world. Or you're telling them the truth about their home and how they live and what they need to move to sell their place. It's very, very intimate. And they missed this about Donald Trump. So when Donald Trump came down the escalator and he started talking about immigration, Notice, he wasn't talking about some kind of abstract concept. A nation without borders is not a nation. That's not, he wasn't talking about. He was saying, you don't have a job because of X, Y, and Z. You pay higher taxes because now you have to pay for a thousand illegal immigrants as well as yourself. You can't have lower health insurance because you have to subsidize people that don't put in. That's the key. And that's what made him so dangerous, is that he was the first Republican in a long, long time actually know how to talk to people and that's why they were determined to get rid of him
1: and that's why he won so much in the first election i mean it was dumbfounding for so many the fact that he was able to be a clinton machine that ran the democrat establishment on the other side of the aisle and why it's such a shock right now when we're like wait a second Joe biden's been doing this for 45 years and He's middle class Joe. He's whatever. But he doesn't remember the color red anymore. And he lost to someone like Donald Trump, who is I mean, the the emotion that brings me out is the patriotism. You wave the flag, you sing the national anthem. I ball like a little baby. You know, you talk about the personal individualism like that and what you can do and how special you are and how great your life's going to be. And, uh, you know, we respond to that. Which is why it's still a shocker that we actually lost this election. We got to take a break here, real quick. Audrey Pruitt with us here. New Journey Pack. You can visit them, newjourneypac.org. And uh, when we come back, I want to continue this. How can we make this movement, now that Donald Trump's on the wayside, how can we actually make this a movement within the Republican Party and continue this to bring it to, like you said, to the you and bringing that emotion out? Because this is what we have to focus on now. Conservatism is about the individual. How do we make that individual be connected with the conservative movement? We'll do all that and more here on. On a Friday for The Voice of Reason, let's have a little fun today. What do you say? we got a lot to get to as we wrap up a crazy, wild week and get ready for another crazy, wild week. Stay right here.
0: The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
1: Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram,
0: When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. There we go. Welcome back into The Voice of Reason. Thanks for hanging
1: out with us today. Had a little bit of a funkiness going on there, but we got it all worked out. Welcome back in. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. A little bit shorter, a couple-minute segment here before the bottom of the hour news. Um, So we'll get to a lot of this. There's a lot I want to get to today between the history of the Republican Party, Democrat Party, how we start moving forward, how we can unite and move forward here as well. We're getting some messages, though, on social media real quickly about warning not to go out and do some of the protesting next week there are a lot of demonstrations planned and look if you want to go protest go protest uh, all the power to you as there's one apparently planned here in kansas on when on sunday and then possibly one again on Inauguration Day on Wednesday. There's some protests playing possibly in Washington, D.C., but I made the comment on social media that there are now 20,000 National Guard members in Washington, D.C. for the inauguration on Wednesday. 20,000, which, by the way, is more soldiers than what's in Afghanistan right now, so that's a little crazy. And I made a comment, call it radical or not, and said, well, you know, If you have to have 20,000 soldiers in Washington, D.C. for a transition of power, then it's probably not the most peaceful transfer of power, is it? That number one shows that they are scared to death of you because they're afraid of you rising up and doing something, good or bad, because there are so many of you. And uh, it takes a lot to wake up the sleeping giant to say, wait a second, we don't like the legitimacy of this election and we're concerned about stuff, maybe we should investigate this a little more. Oh, you're going to cause domestic terrorists. Oh, you're going to shut us down on social media. Oh, you're going to take us over... So go protest, but don't do anything crazy. Um, And if you want, I would I don't again, I don't know what holding a uh, sign and chanting a catchy little tune is actually going to do to change anything. So be smart about it. But with 20,000 soldiers there, that means, number one, they're scared to death of you. Number two, I don't see that as necessarily a peaceful transfer of power. Number three. Uh, That really sets the tone, the fact that they don't want to really unite or cooperate or work with the opposition coming up in the next administration with Democrat majorities all over the place, just because that means that, you know what, no, we're going to do what we want and we're going to protect ourselves with the military and you can't do anything about it, so... That's my little bit. When we come back, that was just a real brief short segment with some issues, but when we come back, Autry Pruitt going to be hanging out with us here for the last half hour of the show, talking about some more, how we can unite the Republican Party and move forward as a conservative message to reach more people and grow this massive movement that Donald Trump started. How can we complete that cause? Stay here for that on The Voice of Reason.
0: The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
1: Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Who's Your Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on. On social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.
0: When reason meets radio. You're listening to the Voice of Reason
1: with Andy Hoosier. Can you believe that we are halfway through... The month of January already goes by way too fast. This is the Fast Hour of Radio on Radio, wherever you may be, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. We are killing it, by the way, on the podcast. We are about 17% up from what we were this time last month, which last month we broke records. Since we started the show again on the national level back in... What was it, June last year? May last year? It's been like Donald Trump's economic recovery V-shaped landslide going up every single month. And last month we broke it, and this month we're already like 17% up from what we were the month prior, so we are killing it. You can find the podcast, The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier on any of your favorite podcasting sites. We are on the new Amazon Music as well, along with the, uh, what is it, Google Play and TuneIn and Spotify and Podbean and all that stuff. Plus, we do the Podbean live stream as well, so you can listen to us there. We are pretty much everywhere. Plus, you can find the live streaming with our website at HoosierReason.com and all of our social media at Hoosier Reason. No, I in Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason. And you can find us on there. Uh, your millennial general, by the way, reporting for duty. Great to have you along for the ride today. Uh, Audrey Pruitt hanging out with us today. New Journey PAC. New Journey PAC. You can find them dot newjourneypac.org is the website. And Autry, I appreciate you again coming on the program today. It's awesome to talk to you. Let's talk about how we move forward. Donald Trump has started something Amazing. We saw minority votes go for him more so than what we've seen for Republicans before, uh, because like you had mentioned before, that he really said something before is, you know, what have you got to lose? You've been voting the same way for years and years and years and nothing has changed. Why not vote Mm -hmm. for me? And I think he did a phenomenal job. The Republican National Convention last year, I think, really tried to focus on, you know, the small business owners and small minority Mm -hmm. business owners and the communities that we usually don't. Is that the good start? And where do we go from here to continue to grow this movement?
0: Well, where we go from here is there are three steps. First step is Republicans need not go back to the same old playbook, (laughs) right? Stop being scared. It looks like the thing about this Donald Trump wasn't scared of somebody calling him a racist. Mm -hmm. He wasn't scared of that at all. He just, you called him a racist, he went about his day. Right. You just recently had a Republican, what was his name, Lankford? Yeah. Who, was it it senator? Is he a senator? Senator Lankford
1: out of Oklahoma, yeah.
0: That's right, Oklahoma. Oklahoma! Yeah. Oklahoma! Who comes out and says, I'm sorry, uh, black people, that I said that there were some election issues. Yeah. Why are you sorry for calling what you see? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't get
0: it. This is insane.
1: I don't get it. They're backtracking.
0: that's what I'm saying. So the first step to racial relations or getting back on track is to stop being the old party that apologizes. You become racial apologetics. You see a black guy shoot somebody in the street. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he shot him. I'm sorry. It was a black guy. Oh, oh, no, no, no. No, it's that dark. You see, he's darker. He's darker. You know, this is crazy. That's the first step. Second step is to actually get out and meet black people, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about everyday folks. I'm talking about those that have, in the party leadership or that want to be in the party leadership, even at the local level. If you go to your local party and you look around, you're like, oh my gosh, there's not really anybody here. Make it a point to go to a church. Church is the most segregated place there is. Make it a point to go to a local church that happens to be Christian, black, and just worship with them. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about Trump. Just go and worship. That is the second step. And then after, you've, after you stop apologizing, after you've basically been human, right, then the final and third step is to listen. Hey, what, what are your thoughts about this? And listen. Don't argue. Don't say what about. Just listen. And as you begin to listen, you will understand the perspective from which that person comes. Because contrary to popular belief, all minority people, all women, all blacks, all gays, all Jews, all Asians, we all don't believe the same damn thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: No, you're absolutely right. Let's go back to step number one here first. Why do you think Republicans are so scared when they talk about – I mean, it's a very touchy subject, talking about race and being scared of being called a racist. Where did we – was it the – Progressives that created that by just blatantly throwing no, it out there, uh, you're a racist, uh, we hate you, you know, I mean,
0: is it the fear of I'll that? I'll tell you what it was. Prior to Donald Trump, the worst thing in the world was for CNN, CBS, ABC, uh, uh, New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, the LA, uh, the, the Chicago Sun tribune The worst thing in the world was from one of these... 15 to 20 legacy media outlets to run with the headline, so-and-so made racial insensitive comments, or so-and-so is a racist. Hmm. That was the worst thing in the world. What Donald Trump showed is that you didn't need them, right? That you didn't need them. And so that's why. The, the, the running to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, black people. I didn't mean to say that there was election fraud, even though I think there might have been some fraud. The rush to apologize is to suck up to the New York Times, right? And it also has to do with the staff. I don't want to get too in the weeds because I know it's a radio program, but the staff of these senator and people right, they largely come from the establishment world, and they want to go back to it. And I'm not saying that in a negative sense. If you're a communications director for a senator, right, you want to get out and make real money. You don't want to go to Breitbart. You know, you're not trying to go work for New Journey Pack. You want to go out and, <laughs> and go to one of the majors and make some real money. So that, that's how you climb up the echelon. Sure. So their staff around them is all also pushing them in a certain direction. And it's all at the end of the day, whether it's them or their staff, It is to suck up to legacy-dominant media.
1: Well, and it it seems like it's now just accepted that if someone says something that you don't agree with, you're automatically now a sexist or a racist or a bigot or a homophobe or whatever because it's so easy to throw these terms out there. And the progressives have done so well when it comes to changing the terms of something, changing the meaning of certain Mm -hmm. words, that they throw it out there. And now that you're labeled that— now all of a sudden you're dismissed. You are not part of the conversation. We can't listen to what you have to say. You have no value in this conversation any longer. We need to dismiss you and set you aside. And that's what we're seeing now with Trump supporters. Oh, you're in ele- that's why elected officials are backing off now. Oh, you supported Trump in challenging the electoral college. Oh, you supported Trump in not wanting to impeach him just a couple of days ago. Here in the state of Kansas, we had the Democrat Party, the state Kansas Democrat Party, advocate for expelling every one of the congressional delegation here in Kansas that voted to challenge the Electoral College and challenge not to impeach Trump because they must have had part of something to do with the quote-unquote inciting of violence in D.C., so they should be expelled and investigated for inciting violence because they wanted to challenge the Electoral College. The Democrats, now that they're in control with Biden, with the House, and with the Senate, they're not Mm -hmm. just going to promote their agenda. They're going out of their way to rub the salt in the wound and to punish any Trump supporter, any elected official that may have supported Trump in the past. And it's getting to a dangerous point because now you are automatically a racist, a bigot, a sexist, a Trump supporter. If you are a person of minority descent to some degree, whatever it may be, then you're just an Uncle Tom and an evil person who just doesn't understand your community because you're voting against your own agenda.
0: It's weird. It's It's a weird place. Yes, and it's worse than that. But get this. This is how crazy it is. In actuality, what the left has done through things like the 1619 Project and various textbooks, etc., is that they have fermented this notion that the country in its original form and its intention was racist, homophobic, bigoted, that that was the focus of America. The reason why they did that is, to your point, is so that any political candidate in the future or Trump as of now, or those who support him rather, who comes along and says, hey, I'm looking back to 1980. I'm looking back to when we had freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, the Second Amendment. I'm looking back to there and saying we need to have these conservative principles, right? Mm-hmm. Conservative means slow to change. They, want, they can now say, oh, well, you're automatically a racist. So that was the ingenious of their marketing and branding a war is that they wanted to go back and say, if we can make sure that everybody believes and that kids are taught that the founding of the country is racist, then automatically anyone like you or I who hails back to that time is labeled a racist.
1: Wow. It's so scary. And now they want to erase history as it was, which, again, history repeats itself when you, unless you actually learn from it. Why are they so desperate to erase it? Probably because their side of the owl is the ones that advocated for all that stuff throughout history in the United States. But to erase it completely and be so fragile, is it just because of the ignorance of it or is it because they truly just don't want people to remember what happened?
0: It's, it is because of it's the latter part of what you say. It's not ignorant. They're not, they're not ignorant. That's a mistake that we make is we talk, oh, ALC, stupid, ALC. Just because she may not be able to do differential equations doesn't make her stupid, right? Sure. She's not. She's not. What they're strategically trying to do is they're trying to erase history or change history. Because what happens when there's a problem, academics, scholars, people, they begin to look backwards and they begin to say, Oh, you know what, we, we solved this problem like such and such. So they need to change it. Because all of a sudden when all of a sudden when this socialist agenda begins to kick in, and, and people are going, wait a second now, wait a second. I now have to have papers, please, before I, before I do anything. You know, they, they were talking about this. So I think it was Dr. Fauci saying we may have to have some kind of passport or papers to show you had a vaccine. Right. I believe that was him. Yep. Right? That, that if, you, if, you, if you open up the history books and you look back, you'd be like, wait a second, this is going someplace. So if they can change history and, and make you believe that that historically was a racist policy. Then there's no need to look back. Oh, we're not going to look at those guys because they were racist anyway. They had no good at ill. You know, they had no good intention. That is their, their point is to prevent us from wanting to look back and and to learn and, and to grow. To and forward. also to what. not trust anyone. In,
1: in the, in a later year. Yeah, I'd say, well, Altria, oh, hold that. Uh, yeah, hold that thought. I want to continue that when we come back. we got to take a hard break here. When we come back, I want to wrap that conversation up and see where we go from here as well. It's so fascinating to learn about how we can make the this better. Stay here on The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, We're there for you. Just find us at who's your reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at who's We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast. Catch our special features and more. It's the Voice of Reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
0: You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the show. Thanks for hanging
1: out with us today. Last segment, it goes by way too fast as we try to cram 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time and not being a crazy, quote-unquote, woke snowflake. (laughs) See what I did there? I made fun of my own generation. Great to have you along today, podcast, radio, TV, and live streaming. No matter where you may be, we appreciate you very much. One more segment here with Autry Pruitt, hanging out with uh, the New Journey PAC, newjourneypac.org. You can find them online as a great message, trying to get the conservative message to uh, different communities in the country. This is what we have to do. We have to be able to move forward here and be able to fight what's going on. And Autry, I want to talk to you about that as we kind of wrap this up. Let's talk about the voters for a second, the uh, the mm-hmm. demographics that predominantly vote Democrat every single election, uh, whether it's the Hispanic population, the the black population, the you know, whatever. I mean, I, I hate identity politics, absolutely despise it. It drives me nuts, and it makes me very angry to even think about, you know, uh, oh, your skin color, your gender all of a sudden makes you have to vote a certain way or think a certain way. It drives me nuts. I hate it. But that's yeah. the way politics is, and that's the way the Democrats have really created this uh, this world now is just through identity politics. Uh, do these communities know a lot of the history of the Republicans and the Democrats? Or not even the parties, but the ideas, progressive values and conservative values when it's, you know, the progressives that uh, like to play identity politics and lump people in a box and say, because you're a skin color, because you're a gender, because you're a sexual orientation, you need to vote this way or think this way. And if you don't, then you're stepping out of the bounds and we're going to attack you. Do they realize that they're in that box, or is it just kind of an oblivious thing of, well, you know, this group or this party is doing something for me, and I like that?
0: There's no realization by any of these communities, Jewish or black, for example, uh, of the history and the changeover uh, and how it was branded, right? This has been a tremendous branding campaign. The Democratic Party, similar to Coca-Cola, remember, well, you may not remember. I actually don't remember. I just know it from history. There used to be Coca-Cola, and then they came out with New Coke, which was horrible, and they had to go back to Coke Classic. Right? Many people don't even know that story, that Coca-Cola tried to change their formula, and it failed miserably, and then they had to go back to this Coca-Cola Classic. That's why all the cans read Classic on them. Mind the bottles read Coca-Cola Classic. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a masterful stroke, Right? Except for this time, the Democrats were from the old Democrats to, quote-unquote, these new woke Democrats, and then they blamed the Republicans for slavery, for Jim Crow, for everything, right? So there's no there there there's there's no recognition of history and the only way we're gonna get there and I'll claw back my previous point from two segments ago the only way we're gonna get there is to actually engage people don't want to hear history they don't want because they don't trust it right they they don't trust that history and increasingly with tech monopolies like like Wikipedia for example changing history changing it. Yeah. Right. Increasingly, what happens is when they Google it, they don't find out the truth. So the way you get people is the old fashioned way. You develop friends, you develop and Then when a conversation happens two, three, four months down the line, and you say, no, the Democrat Party was responsible for the KKK. Oh, really? They were. And then you can talk. Right. But people aren't going to accept it until you know them as a human being first.
1: Amen to that. I mean, that's exactly what we have to do. We have to do that outreach and get back to that personal level, that individual level and be able to win people over again like that, because it's not going to happen any other way, because you're right. I mean, the identity politics and the the game that the progressives and the Democrats have said is to their advantage. And we're not going to win it unless we actually engage and actually get to an individual level again. And I think that we can win again, because like we said before, conservative values will always prevail when they go head to head with progressive values.
0: They absolutely do. Whenever they go head-to-head in the marketplace, wherever they go head-to-head, they prevail. Right? The conservative, think about this, the ultimate conservative value was, hey, you don't like Twitter, you don't like Facebook, there will rise competition. Right? Competition arose, parlor, it started to prevail, and boom! Yep. The Democrats kick it off.
1: Yeah, and and when we use the freedom of, you know what, we have a private sector to be able to fill a void that people want, and then they shut it down because that's the kind of oppressors that they actually are. Autry Pruitt with New Journey PAC. You can find them at NewJourneyPAC.org. Autry, it's so good to talk to you, my friend. we got to make this a regular thing. I'd love to get you back on the show again real soon. Yes, sir. Hey, always good to talk to you, my friend, as well. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll do this again here real soon. That does it for us today. I can't believe it goes by way too fast. But you know what? Enjoy the weekend. We're back at it next week. Next week's going to be a wild week as we have the inauguration. We have the transition. We have protests. We have even more shenanigans probably than what happened this weekend, the prior week. 2021 sure kicking off hot and heavy, and we can do this. We can make the changes, and we do it at the local levels like we just talked about, getting involved with that community and making sure people are aware, educating the community and doing something for you and for your neighbor to make the individuals do well. That's why we're going to win. That's why you are the real voice of reason. I am the voice of reason. This is the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Back at it on Monday. Stay here. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the voice of reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at reason.com. Again, Who'sYourReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.